So I grabbed this mug and it says, ask me about my llama. Hmm. My aunt gave me this. And when I asked her why, because I'm not a known llama haver, she was like, oh, I don't know. It just made me think of you. But the reason this okay. is insane is because I have a cousin, another niece of hers, that literally lived on a llama farm at the time. Did she get you mixed up? No! Hmm. I'm feeling self-conscious about bringing my drink on the camera after last week's episode or two weeks ago. <laughs> Emily, not Don't nice tell Veronica. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Welcome to The Fifth Element, a podcast for people seeking intimate connection with their innermost self through holistic healing, cosmic consciousness, and radical rebirth. We hope each episode is an opportunity for listeners to join the collective journey towards intuition and integration. Well, speaking of gifts... um... We we found another. We're always on the hunt for things we disagree on uh-huh. because they're very few and far between. We share most of the same views on like everything. Mm-hmm. So whenever we find something, we're like, oh, we need to talk about that on the podcast. Obviously, Lin Manuel Miranda being like the number one thing. Lin Manuel. I feel like they're mostly music related. Taylor Swift. Hmm. Oh, we haven't, like, talked about Taylor Swift. I think whatever I, we have said is more than enough. <laughs> but if that's where you want to take this episode, it's Leo season. I'll let you drive the ship. Okay, but what was the other thing? Well, I was going to say, speaking of gifts, gifts makes me think of Christmas, and a lot of people have been celebrating, like, Christmas in July. Obviously, we're out of July now, but <laughs> that face. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> but um, it made me think of another disagreement that we recently discovered between ourselves, which is that you loathe Christmas music. Correct. And I could not relate less. <laughs> like, hate Christmas music. Emily! I oh, know. The Grinch! I know. Burns. In high school, I was in a Christmas carol, is that what it's called? And, like, I, like, everyone called me Scrooge. Except I wasn't Scrooge, but, like, I might as well have been. <laughs> I just, it's a full body no. This is also in stark contrast to last week's episode with your incredible Capricorn sisters who both like cried, like sobbed in the shower, I think was the quote, that they Mm -hmm. were celebrating Christmas on a tropical island. where They live for Christmas. They live for the Christmas Christmas traditions. Like when I was younger, they I mean everyone like woke up early right like Christmas morning like Santa came you know like seven but then you know they started wanting to wake up like earlier and earlier earlier like 5 a.m and as I got older I was wanting to sleep in and being like okay 
I'm 18, you're 14 and 12. Can't we like wake up at 9 a.m. and just like have a slow morning? And they'd be in my room at 5 a.m. like wake up, it's Christmas morning. And I was like, no, like this whole day is ruined. Like I need to like sleep and like get up on my own time. And then it was like, we were done with Christmas by 6 a.m. What am I supposed to do for the rest of the day? Listen to Christmas music? No. So is that when it started? Like you just no. grew to resent the day or? I think honestly, well, I don't resent the day. I mean, it, the thought of Christmas morning does like make me a little nauseous because I just think of like morning, like waking up and being like forced to be peppy. And Are you just not a morning person? No. Wait, do you not know this? I used to like make my mother talk to me in sign language in the morning, or I used to talk to her in sign language because I was like, don't speak to me. Like I need like silence in the morning. <laughs> I was like, eight. I guess I don't know this about you. Cause we never like lived together. Yeah. I just don't like, I guess I don't like forced stuff in the mornings. Like I can get up and exist, but I don't like being, like when I used to have to, you know, get up and like get ready for school and get like on the bus at a certain time, it was so, ugh. No, I don't think many people like that, obviously, but. Well, I can see this, like the expectations of how you need to act first thing in the yeah. morning and Christmas comes with a lot of that, but why the hatred Back to of Christmas, Christmas right. music is what um, I'm trying to get to the bottom of here. It's cheesy it's corny it's overrated it's overplayed and I think high school being in choir for in high school and in college especially like in having to sing Christmas carols sing Christmas songs over and over again for months on end like I can't think of anything <laughs> less enjoyable and it would start in like October well we had to practice didn't those desk kids weren't gonna learn themselves everyone knows the freaking songs like i have to be singing joy to the world for months on end but they were various arrangements sometimes there were other languages there were you know like come on and these were not just at least the ones we sang together in college were not just like jingle bells you know it was like anglican carols okay george george is quaking at the thought of us so literally i'm about to call him this Uh is an abomination it just it doesn't seem it seems forced like to me i, I just can't know. get over like, you saying like christmas songs and carols are like cheesy and corny when you literally like sing worship music and that is like way worse in my mind really yes at least like christmas songs like your classic christmas songs have like this child like wonder and spirit and like tradition whereas like a lot of worship songs are just like giving over to the feels hmm. i never experienced the childlike wonder and spirit while listening to a christmas <laughs> well again back to your episode with your sister it sounds like you were just a little bit matured at a, at a younger age it doesn't sound like there was a lot of <laughs> like ever wait how did you find out that Santa wasn't real. Um, I think I just like came to the conclusion. 
disappointed. Oh, like nobody ever told me. A Capricorn moon child. <laughs> I just came to the conclusion. Well, on okay, because once I started to like think like how oh, old this isn't legit, I'm trying to remember. Probably like seven. Yeah. Probably around that age. I remember vividly like being at like this family Christmas party and like being with my older cousin and her like trying to figure out if I still believed or not. And she was like, so like, do you still like believe in Santa? Like not that sly of her to ask yeah. me. And I was like, I was like very confidently, I remember this being like, <laughs> Rudolph, totally fake. Do not believe in that. But Santa, yeah. <laughs> and I remember that. I don't know how old I was, maybe like six but then I just, like, started to suspect that maybe this wasn't true. Like, I was trying to rationalize it in my mind, like, trying to deduce. And I think I just, like, did not know. And I was embarrassed to say that I did believe in him if he wasn't real. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe my mom would know differently. But hmm. I remember I was, like, I think I was eight and... I really wanted rollerblades and I remember like walking into my mom's room at night and she was on the phone with my grandmother and they were like going through like the lists of because my grandmother would like get us presents and they were just like seeing who had bought what and I remember my mom saying like oh I got Emily rollerblades and I like walked in and I heard that but then on Christmas morning they were from from Santa and so I like had a moment, but I knew like I wasn't gonna say anything in front of my sisters because God forbid at age when Molly was like 14, I was still not allowed to say, Thanks, mom and dad. I had to say thank you, Santa. Actually, that's still a thing. Heidi, on Christmas morning, if I say like thank you to my mom for like a present, she's like, Santa. And I'm like, No, like we're no longer living this lie. But um, yeah, and then I don't think I like a like said that I knew because of my sisters and until like Molly was like a teenager my mom like would not let us like even talk about it because she wanted to like keep the spirit alive because Heidi is so into everything wow are you gonna tell your kids about Santa I haven't decided I haven't decided either I really like how a lot of my mom friends who have kids do it were like they very much are like into the Christmas spirit and the presents and like, you know, like Santa, but it's more so like, yeah, there's a story of like this Santa Claus that like moms and dads say bring like keeping like the fantasy alive, but not like Like a man's going to come into your house in the middle of the night and put presents under the tree. So I think it's fascinating to hear how like families do it because I'm definite, I used to be like, oh, I'm not doing any of like when I was like, you know, like 13, 14, like I'm not doing any like traditions or like fun or whatever. But now obviously that I'm older and like want to have kids and have been like around kids more. I'm like, obviously they're so magical just as little humans. Like the more you can amp up that magic, the better. But I think there's a way that you can do it. And I'm also not sending my kids to school. So there's no like fear of them, like just kind of blurting out in school. Because I I remember my mom always being like, well, you don't want to ruin it for any of the other kids. Like, you don't want your kids to be the ones. 
but don't have to worry about that. Because That's like such a funny like added stress on top of just like being a parent every day of like I don't know just like it's it just like, like an unnecessary stress. Right like literally ruining ma- like Christmas magic for everyone. Right or even just like your own kids or like that flipping elf on a shelf thing. Mm-hmm. Like the like oh. some parents go to. Oh Keely you should. I mean, we still do. Heidi still does all of this stuff. Our our elf on the shelf is named Magic Mike. Can we just <laughs> take that in? <laughs> Heidi and Molly named him when they were like eight and six. And now they're like, wait, what? <laughs> Magic Mike. Oh my goodness. I yeah. I can't. Okay, but I mean, is there, what do you like about Christmas? Mm. Like, are there any Christmas movies you're particularly fond of? No, I used to like, we did used to watch the, like, 25 Days of Christmas on, what was that, like, ABC or something, where it would have the, like, I like the Heat Miser, Rudolph, like, the, the little, like, claymation. <laughs> That's like it. That's like the one thing I don't like about Christmas. Oh my god, really? Yeah, I was like, I hate claymation movies. <laughs> no, seriously, like I, I've never even seen like most of the like Christmas movies. That okay, people, honestly, like, watch. I'm a fake Christmas fan because like same. Like I've never seen like It's a Wonderful Life or no, yeah, but you love Elf. Oh my gosh, yes. It's one of the few Which movies Which is so that will... interesting. Why? Because I feel like you are one of those people that, like, purposely would not get into, like, mainstream stuff. Like, kind of like me. Like, that's the Aquarius vibe of, like, oh, everyone's obsessed with this. Like, I'm gonna, like, not watch it or, like, not get into it. But, like, the fact that you love Elf is, like, so odd to me. <laughs> I love it because it's so masterful. Like, it's like one big sketch. Like, Mm. the premise of, like, someone who is a human being raised by elves at the North Pole trying to reintegrate back into society and, of all places, it's New York City around Christmas time. Like, that's so funny. And they just, like, play every single possible scenario of that out. And, like... Will Ferrell just commits so hard. It's it's genius comedy to me. Okay. And, okay. and it has like the soundtrack is all the best versions of all the Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason why I love it. When um, do you start listening to Christmas music? Oh, as soon as it's like available. Like on the radio, as soon as the hmm. stations come out. Like I'll start listening. I mean, I would listen in the off season too. As soon as wow. the, as soon as Spotify starts like promoting the playlists, Chris, I mean like Halloween, Thanksgiving, hmm. it's just feel good music, and I love I love music that is not about relationships. It's so hard to find just like okay music that is about like that's like a narrative. This is why like when I'm stressed out, I listen to country music because it's like mm-hmm. stories like early 2000s 90s countries music country music because mm-hmm. it's like it's like good stories it's not like yeah all the ways that we're like 
codependent on people who don't love us which right is everything on on like pop radio so I feel like I'm just such not a nostalgic person that like the thought of like I think that's what I'm coming to in my mind right now because I know so many people love like just the spirit of Christmas because it reminds them of all like the good things around that time and don't get me wrong like my childhood was so magical and like Chris and if my mom was listening to this like you did an amazing job like Christmas was always so magical but I am so not like a emotionally nostalgic person I guess I'm not like connected to any holiday really or like I don't know is that bad <laughs> no I'm just cancer rising like I live for the nostalgia and yeah there. like I'm just on that like time sensitive plane of like that's just like a huge part of like what informs me today do you think that's why you love it like it just kind of is something that you can always like like familiarity maybe yeah and I my family has so many traditions yes you do and like holidays are a really big deal and we spent every single holiday and still do with my entire extended family and like when we how, go how big my, is that uh, my mom's one of five and there are 11 cousins and now they're like getting married and like having kids so it's always been like 25 people minimum yeah. at every holiday and we would our family just like always had other people there like people would bring people or like neighbors would come people who didn't have like families to go to would come like it was just always kind of a like my family is just like kind of like an anchor for a lot of other people and mm. families and yeah it was just like always this expectation like everyone would be at every holiday and then if you know like sometimes in the spring or summer we go a couple months without seeing each other because there's not a holiday so we just like create events mm -hmm. hang out so I've been like very blessed and fortunate in that department but at the same time it's just like yeah there are a lot of routines and traditions that happen mm -hmm. but then also it's like devastating when they don't happen you know that's the thing I think I just like safeguard that because I'm thinking now too everything changed when my grandmother died when I was 16 my mom's mom like who was the center of our mm -hmm gatherings and so after that a lot of our traditions just kind of fell and I was like just coming into like at age 16 I had experienced like a childhood but was kind of coming into like the next round of traditions like older cousin traditions and stuff and that all kind of like fell apart so I am looking forward to like what holidays will look like when like me and my cousins and sisters all ha start having kids because I'm sure it'll be like a new resurgence of things. But I feel like that was a big part of it, of like the first Christmas after my grandmother died, it was like, well, this fucking sucks. Like now yeah. everything's horrible. That was huge for us too when my grandmother passed away because it was always like every holiday was at her house. Yeah. And like total like matriarchal configuration around this woman, like everyone. Yeah. Like, just thought and thinks so highly of her. I don't know. I think, like, I really like tradition, and I really, maybe, this is interesting, because I've been, what's been coming up a lot for me recently is, like, realizing a lot of my issues in life right now, or, like, problems, or 
anxieties are sourced in like inconsistency and like not having like a regular schedule or like stability in you know things as small as like not going to bed at the same time or is like traveling a bunch or just like my days just being really in flux and I think what I love about traditions is like they're reliable and consistent and I knew I'd see the same people and we do the same things and like I truly thrive when I do have like that external stability and so to have that like on an annual scale with something associated with something like fun and thematic like a holiday with my like cousins and people I didn't get to see as often that was just like always something I looked forward to and then I say like but then it like hits so much harder when those things don't happen like I say like oh 2016 the year traditions went to die because it was like we didn't have Thanksgiving that year and it's like Mm. I still feel that in my body like the loss that's so similar to Heidi and Molly like the Capricorn that must be well I know like Capricorn is like structure and authority and tradition and eldership and cancer is like the past and like the family. And that makes sense. We've talked about your like big three being so time oriented, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially because you have such like strong traditions in your family. Like it's actually like active stuff mm-hmm. that you're doing. Yeah, active and like competitive. So like you can't not. You got to be into it. You got to be into it. Like the family kickball teams, the blunder games, the the Pictionary Wars, the, you know, this is intense annual stuff. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but I do have a Christmas movie suggestion for you that I think might turn you around. Okay. I, I'll watch it like on Christmas Day to like feel something. No, Emily, like this is literally like <laughs> the most iconic movie possibly of all time. Like not even just in the realm of Christmas movies. Like no, I don't know why more people aren't talking about it. <laughs> no, I, no, like Emily, like I, I don't usually get this worked up about. Well, I do, but like, (laughs) that was a lot, that was a late lot, but like, I could literally cry, you know, I struggle to cry, like, I could literally cry talking about this movie, and I just, I don't know why people aren't talking about it, like, I'll bring it up, okay, anyways, I'll stop teasing it, it's called Mrs. Santa Claus, okay, stars, again, I don't know why people aren't talking about this, it stars Angela Lansbury, Okay. The voice of Mrs. Potts. Oh. Amongst a thousand other things. Murder She Wrote. Like, this woman is an icon. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. stars as Mrs. Claus in this movie. Wow. And, you know, there are other, other stars from the before times in this movie. But it is unlike anything I've ever seen before. It was like a TV movie. <laughs> Let me read you the description. it's a week before christmas and mrs claus angela lansbury is feeling unappreciated when santa claus charles durning refuses to look over her new route for distributing presents she goes for a test drive on the sleigh but lands in new york city due to horrid weather injuring her reindeer while she is incognito as mrs north 
She befriends neighborhood inhabitants and helps them resolve some of their own issues, which run hmm. the gamut from worker abuse to unrequited love. Emily, this movie was- It's giving lamest. No, it's ahead of its time. She is like, she is feeling like ignored by, by Santa. She, he's just like, she comes up with this genius new route to like cut his travel time on Christmas Eve in half and he can't be bothered. He's so stressed, whatever. So she's like, whatever, I'm going to go prove it to you. So she takes out the reindeer, hits this bad weather. Cupid hurts his foot when they crash land in New York City. He has to go with all the reindeer to, to stay and be healed by the stable boy, Marcello. And, <laughs> you know, she tells them that they're for a Christmas pageant and she needs to get back by Christmas Eve to wherever she's from. And Marcello's in love with this suffragette named Sadie who's screaming in the streets on a literal soapbox. But she's also an immigrant and she's Jewish and her mom is like an innkeeper and she's petrified that they're going to get deported because her daughter's so vocal. And she's standing in the streets and she's like, women of the world, unite, a revolution is at hand. And it's like incredible. And that's just like the first 15 minutes of the movie. And then we have the most iconic choreographed street scene of all all time called Avenue A and you just it's like interfaith there's like rabbis sharing bagels with <laughs> like and then you know she has to get a job because she has to pay rent to stay at this in Mrs. Claus Mrs. North now that is so she goes and works as a supervisor in this toy factory but all of the workers are children and there's no <gasps> heat and so then she's campaigning for them to get like child labor laws queen queen walking through the street she gets women the right to vote she gets oh my the, God. the policeman's ball you know we're talking every social issue you could possibly imagine this woman transforms <gasps> the streets of new york oh my God. It is truly iconic. And it's a musical. It's a musical! Wow. I'm feeling like it's giving Christmas special episode review. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Necessary. Wow. Like, if there was ever a stage production of this show, like... When did this come out? I never heard of this. Right! That's what I'm saying. 1996. Oh. Year of my birth. Oh, love that. No, it's so good. It's remarkable. Wow. Okay. Um. So I just think maybe if you watch that, maybe your feelings about Christmas could change. Because you just, like, don't know the, like, the matriarchal lore of Santa. Like, you just... Okay. You just know the man story. You That's need true. Cause, and this is clearly the only true one. Okay. I'll give it a shot. Great. I just... Do you remember that song about the Christmas shoes? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mother, please. <laughs> <laughs> the way that was the only one I was blasting when it came on. <laughs> I like, so I could like feel something. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, go ahead. Like Annabelle's Wish? Did you ever see that one? No, I don't think so. What's that oh. one about? 
Well, it's about a little animated cow. Please! I can't! Annabelle's witch! Don't tell me Annabelle's the animated cow. Oh no. No. It's about these farm animals and like every year on Christmas Eve, Santa gives them like the ability to talk to each other for like one day. And there's there's something about a little boy and there's a fire and he loses his voice and then something with the cow. She wants to be a reindeer and I don't know if she ever actually becomes a reindeer, but at one point she gives her voice to the little boy. (sighs) Mm. That was another, another one from the childhood. That and like grandma got run over by a reindeer, but like the movie. Oh, I didn't know the movie. I didn't know there was a movie. Oh, yeah. I only know the song. Hmm. There's some good yeah. ones. There's some good ones. I think it's, like, the forced expectation of it all. Like, the Pisces moon, maybe. Maybe that's it. The Pisces moon and Saturn. Like, I just always am like, what if on Christmas morning, like, I don't want to wake up and open presents <laughs> like, the, pres- the presents I get like that's my least favorite part about Christmas because the stress yeah and the pressure and the expectations and I, I love gift giving like oh, my family is really good at gift giving and like I always love like getting gifts from my family and like giving like I think we are really good at that but it's like yeah, I don't know. There's something like weird about everyone like doing the same thing, like the same month, like everyone's fixated on it, like all the stores and like the radio and the lights and hey, like, that's that's what I like about it. <laughs> I love this like collective consciousness of like Christmas. Hmm. When I used to be, like, super into, like, church, I would be, like, at that point in my life, I was, like, we've, we've, like, strayed from the meaning of Christmas, like, put Christ back in Christmas, like, more of that. Like, I feel like I latched onto, like, Christmas is so consumerism, like, it's such a capitalist consumerism holiday, and now I'm just, like, no, actually, I was just, like, over it from the time I was a kid. I don't know. Weird. I like, I'm glad it brings you joy. It brings me so much joy. And now I know it. Now I know this about you. Yeah. But it's truly just like the celebration of it, not the, the gift. Yeah. Heart. That stresses yeah. me out. But like. Hot do you do like gifting swaps? My cousins and I do. And my like friends from, from middle school and I mm-hmm. do but like those are fun because it's like they're funny they're not yeah yeah like my friends from like middle school like some of us have known each other since like preschool so mm-hmm. we used to do a big Yankee swap and like the gifts would be like stuff from like one time someone made you know that board game guess who that has like all the faces mm-hmm. that flip up they like replaced all the pictures with like our old like teachers and coaches and stuff from elementary school Oh my gosh. And then one time my gift was the Mavis Beacon typing program. <gasps> Did you have to do that? 
it, I feel like we had a different, I feel like ours was like typing pal or something a little bit different, oh. but I do remember what Mavis beacon. When I tell you like kids were having panic attacks. Was this like a computer operated yes. like robot? It was like this woman who would like come on the screen and we would have, we would have typing class, like separate from computer class. And we would go and we would have to, and you would have to get like so many words per minute and so much like accuracy. And, but she would just come on and she would be like, <laughs> try again. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> oh my God. Faster. Like she was demonic and like, <laughs> my friend like all of a sudden I hear the, someone slam a keyboard and I turn and look across the room and it's my friend and she just like is sobbing head down on her keyboard and she's like I just can't do it anymore I just can't do it and our oh my god like uh you want to like go to the water fountain or something and she's like yes wow it was awful it was so awful Wow. So anyways, I, um... We didn't have that. Yeah. You're lucky. I, I remember... I brought that to one year, and people were like, oh my god. Like, the actual, like, computer game? Oh, yeah. It found it online. I That's so funny. I, I love getting, like, gifts from my family. One time, my dad... And, it, like, growing up, my mom always, like, got all the gifts, and... Like it would say like from Santa or from Mom and Daddy, but my dad when we were like opening them would be like, Oh, what is that? Like obviously they weren't like from my dad. But as my dad as we've gotten older, I feel like my dad, now that we're like adults, we and we have like distinct interests, he like knows what to get us and stuff. So I think it was like like two years ago or last year, he brought up this like trash bag of gifts from like the basement and they were all like from targeted Instagram ads <laughs> like he had bought at like the wee hours of the morning but they were all like like weirdly specifically like the most amazing gifts for each of us like it was so interesting he he got my mom this like like fan that you like clip onto your shirt for like menopause like uh -huh. hot flashes yeah yep. <laughs> he this was like a couple years ago when I was really into Ariana Grande and he got me like a press on like eyeliner like so that you don't have to like yeah. do your eyeliner and you just like press it on and I was like why does this actually pop off <laughs> like, <laughs> okay That's and so then funny. as you can imagine and as listeners can know by now like my sisters and I giving each other gifts like just pops off because we all like love the same stuff and that's always fun but that I like love gift giving at all times of the year like it also feels weird to me that like it's reserved for like one part of the year but whatever it's fine yeah you're one of the few people in my life that is good at buying me gifts oh yeah. Do you have like a favorite gift that you've gotten? Maybe like recently? That's like a hard question, but mm. I know that's hard. I don't think oh, I have one. My mom got me her birth time. 
That's a great one. For my birthday two years ago, because it wasn't on her birth certificate. So for months, I was like, can you please, probably like years, I was like, like, can you please call the vital records office and like get an right. original copy of your birth certificate? And she like did for my birthday last year. That's so cute. I love that. That's the only thing that's like coming to mind. How about you? I've gotten great like experiential gifts like Taylor Swift concert tickets, Hamilton tickets, usually like a concert or like a play or something. And those have always been like amazing. And since I was like 10, probably I like was like, stop getting me gifts. Like I want like practical or like fun, like experiential. Like I loved getting like, yeah, like tickets to something or um, like clothes. Cause I hate shopping for clothes. So I would just to my mom, I'd be like, just like, get me like a new outfit and we'll see if I like it. And like nine times out of 10, I would just like return it. Um, but more practical rather than like, yeah, like toys when I was little. Yeah. Or money. But my mom would always be like, but you need to have something to open. Yeah. So. That was my mom too, because I like stopped getting toys when I was like five. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. My mom like buy your like, cooking utensils and like bath like spa <laughs> like bombs. pretty much and I remember one time my mom was like I got you like a Toys R Us gift card in case you want a toy because you have nothing to play with. like yeah and I was like eh. that's so funny yeah I would get like I remember when I was like my favorite gift for the longest time was I got a walk one year for Christmas a what a walk what's that it's a type of pan that you like <laughs> cook like okay. fries and things in. I got a rice cooker one year when I was <laughs> seven. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Well. Well, anything. I mean, Taylor Swift, Lin Manuel, and Christmas music. But I feel like we're reaching the end of the things we disagree on. And I feel like honestly, one episode. Like, I don't really even want to get into Taylor Swift. Like. I mean, I'm, me neither, but for different right. reasons. Right. It's just, like, so much to unpack with me. It's just, like, a lot. Like, our relationship is a lot. Like, I don't follow her on anything. Like, I used to have her blocked. Wow. People would send me stuff. I'd go, unavailable. Can't see it. Toxic relationship literally and like the last chance I had to go to her concert reputation tour in 2017 I didn't go 2018 I didn't go and like it was a big deal it was a big deal and I'm now at the point when I where I would go to another concert again I feel more sovereign Mm -hmm. in my experience but it's taken a while and it's it's definitely a journey one that I don't know that we need to go on but right I feel like people would enjoy (laughs) (laughs) I just like I really don't like there like I just could not relate 
to any of it. Like, I remember when you and, like, Rachel would just, like, talk about her. Yeah. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Like, when you threw Molly, the Taylor Swift Mm -hmm. birthday party, obviously, I, like, wanted to hang out. So I was, like, gonna put in the work to studying Mm -hmm. and commit to a themed event. Mm -hmm. But I was, like, I'm gonna have to, like, be immersed in Taylor Swift culture just to go hang out. Yeah. 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 It's a lot. And I have a lot of like friendships like around Taylor Swift. Like whenever she releases something, I'm on the phone for like two days because people that I just talk to when a release comes out, like we are back in action. We are like FaceTiming or voice memoing, we're Snapchatting constantly. And like, my world just gets turned upside down for a few days and then I can like go back to normal. But it's like, when will that end? Like, when can I get off this ride? But like, I always get back in the car. When, one might say the getaway car. Um, yeah, and I just like feel so anxious talking about it because <laughs> I can't describe like what I happens to me is it her specifically or like the music or just Mm. that you were like so enmeshed I mean I still am it's like yeah I don't know because I feel like I I don't know all the ins and outs of your relationship with Taylor Swift uh but Mm -hmm. This is kind of how I describe my relationship or, like, the time of my life when One Direction was literally my whole world. Mm-hmm. And Ed Sheeran as well. Like, it was, I describe it as a dark time. Like, mm. I truly lost sight of myself and lived in fantasies that never should have existed. Like, I was like, <laughs> this is, like, a possible reality for me. Fuck. I know. Wow. Chiron and Libra. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I don't know if that's the same. I was, like, in love with them. Yeah, not, like, that will get you. That is why I did not, like, this was me in high school. One Direction came out. I took one glance at that What Makes You Beautiful. No, or was it, yeah, I think it was mm-hmm. the What Makes You Beautiful. And I said, I, I said, turn this off. I'm not getting I see where this road is leading to and I will not do that because I could see myself going down that rabbit hole of like right becoming obsessed to the fact where like I could see myself going there and I literally like people would put on one direction and I would walk out of the room because I'm like I can't I can't even look at Harry Styles at age right. 16. No because you really had much more self-control than me because here's the thing is like I watched like this was my phase of like I was obsessed with all things British and so like I would watch all these British YouTubers and I watched a British X Factor and like I saw their auditions separately and then they put them together and so like by that point I was like already committed like there was no like haphazard like yeah YouTube suggested video of what makes you beautiful and then it was yeah. like oh step away like I, I was already gone by the time that means well and I think that element of like it's um, there's almost like an ownership there like well yeah and I still have it I'm like I discovered them right because that's how I feel with Taylor Swift because I remember where I was driving when she came on the radio and it was like 
I was in like fifth grade and it was like, oh, this up, this new country star, like 15 year old Taylor Swift from Pennsylvania, like here's her new single. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's like just a little bit older than me. Like I, and I was driving with my grandfather in the car and like, I can tell you what intersection we were at because it was like, I saw my life changing. Yeah. Right. And she also made it seem like attainable, like that fame. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure. And so I'm pretty sure she was the opening act on the Tim McGraw and Faith Hill Soul to Soul tour that I saw. Hmm, that makes sense. Wait, do listeners know like my relationship to Faith Hill? I don't know your relationship to Faith Hill. Well, so. Like, the hills are, like, my family. Like, wait, wait, stop! <laughs> okay, so. so oh, Emily, what? So okay. I also have connections to Faith Hill, but it's not blood relation. Wait! It's like, me. Mine isn't blood relation either. Okay, wait, what? Wait, yours is, like, actual? Wait, what no, do you mean? No, I was gonna say it was, like, me singing Sunshine and Summertime on a karaoke machine <gasps> in my friend's basement, like, at her birthday party and, like, being obsessed with her, but, like, <laughs> that's my only relation. But please okay, continue. Okay, so, so my papa's sister, so, like, my aunt, uh-huh. my mom's aunt, but, uh-huh. like, we called her my aunt, married Chris Hill, who, like, I think his brother was, like, her ex-husband who she got, like, the Hill name from, but that's, like, when she was up and coming and, like, fa- like making, like, like famous and, like, his brother was a music producer, so there was that, like, I think that that's when they got married because he was, like, producing her, discovering her or something, and then she just, like, decided to keep the Hill name because that's, like, where she got famous from. And then she was, like, continuing to, like, be at, like, my family functions, like, over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, they're all in Tennessee. So I don't, like, see them often. But, like, when I hear Faith Hill and, like, when that connection to, like, Tim McGraw came on and, like, when Taylor Swift came out with Tim McGraw, it was, like, this is my family. Like, this is my blood. Okay, like, okay. This is where it's I come family. from. <laughs> So, oh, and I'm thinking of getting a banjo because I'm just, like, me playing, like, like, all I can picture is, like, me on the road, like, playing in the street somewhere, like, playing a Blink-182 song, like, on a banjo. Like, that hasn't been done before. Like, it's giving, like, never been seen, like, fresh talent, like, new career path for me um but it needs to be a banjo like twangy versions of like of like songs yeah yeah okay I love that for you I know so it's all coming full circle in some way although I don't think Taylor Swift well she did play the banjo in when she played Mean but anyway um no, because 
how did I not know this? <laughs> I know. No, like I had every album. <laughs> like <laughs> I think part of wow. my vendetta against Taylor Swift is that she denounces her Pennsylvania origins. And I don't know why anyone would do that. Hmm. She does have that one song, Christmas Tree Farm, but it's deplorable. Great. Also, my cousin, like, had a friend whose, like, family owned, like, a custom piano building business, and they built one for Taylor Swift, and she, like, requested that they put in all this, like, auto-tuning equipment into <gasps> the piano. and so I heard that, and I was like, fake. Taylor's spilling the tea! Okay, see, that is helping me open up a little bit more because I really, like, stopped liking her in, like, 2016, 2017 because I was, like, I started to come out of the trance I was in because I had gone to a concert of hers and she made everyone wear these wristbands and they lit up at certain times and you had to, like, raise your hand in the air and, and like, she gave all of these really, like, culty, like, weird scripted, like, performances and you, like, had to scream because it just was, like, coming out of you, but, like, when Matt and I left that concert, we were like, that felt so weird. Like we just exited a cult and we like couldn't get the wristbands off, which was like another issue. But after that, I was like, okay, she's just like fake. Like fame has taken over. Like it's about time because she's the most like influential person in the world. But like, I don't like this, but then I like could not get away. And then there was another layer of like, I so respect her like, business savviness, like, she, there was one part of me that wanted to hate how fake she was, and there was another part of me that was, like, she's the best, like, marketer and, like, performer and, like, celebrity in terms of, like, rising to the top and, like, conquering every genre of music and just, like, becoming this brand that's truly, like, unstoppable, but it took me a while to, like, give her that respect because I really wanted to, like, hate her, but then I'm, like, but she's an actual genius and it's kind of like I do think about it actually a little bit similar to Lin-Manuel where I'm like you have to just respect the genius like but it's not hers like she's a puppet well that's the thing that's not true because it is it is her like she did use she was like a puppet I guess when she was younger but like she's not we can go into this at a later date but okay. like okay <laughs> also my mom and Molly are more into it than I am like they no. would like they would like lay down their lives to like defend her because every time she releases an album, I'm immediately like, I hate it for all these reasons. No, I'm never listening to it again. And my mom and Molly are like, Emily, like, you're going to love it in two days. And then two days later, I like know every single song and like, I'm obsessed. But it's a disease. Yeah, I'd say so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this episode is like, not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, what do listeners think about, like, an all-solo episode for season four? Like, 
I just want to oh. see. <laughs> I thought you meant like just you and no. just me. I'm like, what would I talk about? No, no, no. Just us. like all solo episodes for the whole. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Because we were kind of thinking about that because we've been so like into our guests since day one, right? And it's been like so much educational content. And, like, it's because we were learning so much, too. But I feel like at this point, it's, like, our conversations are so rich with everything, like, we've learned and, like, integrated. And now our lives are so built upon, like, so much of what we learned mm-hmm. that it would be cool to have, yeah, just, like, a solo anthology of, like, conversation right. and have a little bit more fun. Not that our solo, not that our guests like our guests are very fun, but obviously we, you we know, can't get into the Taylor Swift. We pull it together a little bit more, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so let us know, dear listeners, how you feel about mm-hmm. that, and any other things you want to see from season four. Can't believe it's already we're nearing the end. I know, and a lot of people, a lot of people more than we expected, guessed the movie, so. <gasps> you will, it will be revealed to you next week. Um, but I guess it was like kind of obvious because the amount of people that I guessed it was like, I think like only one person didn't guess correctly, so. Well, there are only so many recent Disney animated films that would be worthy of our true review. True, true. So yeah. Oh yeah! We'll next week, and then our finale the week after that, uh, and then maybe a special Christmas episode. <laughs> we just like emerge, and I'm just like wearing a Santa hat, and I'm like <laughs> loving my life. Ear changed. Oh. oh. Let me just give like a preview of my notes for next week. Oh my movie gosh. review. Okay, someone canceled our Disney Plus account, so I'm going to have to figure that out. You can have mine. (sighs) Yeah. The notes will be popping, as always. Mm -hmm. Okay, see you then. (laughs) 